Hi, Avril here from Access Credit Union. We are delighted to once again sponsor the Star Sports Podcast. As part of our range of new business loans, we now offer Cultivate Farm Finance, the farmer-friendly loan package. With a Cultivate loan, farmers in West Cork can benefit from the local decision-making and personal service offered by Access Credit Union. To find out more, go to accesscu.ie forward slash cultivate, call me on 085 268 2727 or 028 21883, where a member of our team will be happy to help you with your inquiry. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. On today's show, we'll be hearing from the 2021 Celtic Ross Hotel West Cork Sports Stars of the Year, Fintan McCarthy and Paul O'Donovan, who were crowned the best in the West in Ross Carberry last Friday evening. The Olympic champions were in great form and they spoke to Kieran about what it means to be recognised by their local community. We'll also hear from Junior Sports Star of the Year, Maeve O'Neill and nominees for the overall prize, Olympic bronze medalist Emily Hegarty and road bowling sensation Hannah Sexton. But Kieran, we have to start with the saga that's been doing the rounds in the national local press over the last few days and of course across social media and that is the hashtag Park Erin or Nowhere saga and you might just tee this up for us and kind of give us a timeline of events as to why this story has happened everything that's going on in the background because a couple of episodes back we had Cork GAA CEO Kevin O'Donovan on the show and he spoke to us about the reasons Cork GAA were hopeful of the game happening in Parky Rin. He was actually quite confident that the game would go ahead in Parky Rin when we spoke to him. But since then, the game has been fixed for Killarney. The Cork players have come out and said they won't play anywhere except Parky Rin. So how did we get to this stage and where do we go from here? All down to one man, Jack. It's all Ed Sheeran's fault. Can we, can we blame Ed Sheeran for this? But um, no, I suppose the crux of it is that Cork G is so much in debt because of the stadium Parky Cueve that that debt is 20, 30 million is obviously a huge amount and like Kevin O'Donovan told us on the podcast a couple of weeks back by holding concerts and huge events like that it allows Cork GA to take huge and sudden leaps out of the mortgage that they owe so um, I'm not sure the exact figure how much dead cheer and concerts and um, will be worth but someone was saying in the region of, of a, a million euro and if it is around that or somewhere close to that obviously Cork GA can't turn down that money because they want to pay off the Parky Cueve debt as fast as possible because as soon as that is, they can put more money back into Cork GA. So it's almost an unfortunate kind of sequence of events because 
Um, Cork GA gave the green light to hold the Achieve and Concert back last year before the Munster Championship draws were made. And it just, they were probably hoping that um, that the draws wouldn't turn out, turn out a couple of home games, but, but, but it did. So the Cork Hurlers game against Clare has been moved to the Thurlis and the Cork Footballers game against um, Kerry has been moved to Parky Ring or it was moved to Parky Ring. But uh, we go back to February 1st, Cork GA issued a statement just to tell us all that, look, the, the, the uh, cheering concerts are on, so we've moved these two games. And that was February 1st. And it's only last week then that the Munster Council came along and said, no, it's um, last Wednesday that they were switching that game to Fitzgerald Stadium. So there's there were six, seven, eight weeks there in the middle of that where um, I'm not sure what was going on in the background, but it seemed like the game was fixed for Parky Ring. Then the Munster Council decided... We're moving it to Clarny because they want to get bums on seats. You can fit more people into Fitzgerald Stadium than you can in Parky Ring because the current capacity of Parky Ring before the remedial works are carried out is 9,200. And when the works are finished, it'll be 11,000. But that's still far less than what you'd pack into to Fitzgerald Stadium in, in Clarny. And the Munster Council are also citing that the, the average attendance in car carry games over the last three years pre-pandemic was 22,000. So obviously they're they're hoping and banking on a big payday and a, and a, and a big turnout in Killarney on May 7th. But I don't think they counted on the Cork footballers retaliating and biting back quite quickly. And they literally said it's Parky Ring or nowhere. The Cork footballers said they're not going to play this Munster semi-final against Kerry on May 7th in any other venue bar Parky Ring. And they're preparing for that game in Parky Ring. So as such, that's that that's where we stand right now. The Munster Council haven't come out since the Cork footballer statement to say what the what the latest is. Uh, Cork chairman Mark Sheen was was talking the weekend, and they're rowing in behind the footballers. Well, they they have to really because the footballers have taken such a stand. So right now in this saga, we're at an impasse. Um, so we just have to see how it pans out. But it's been a an an interesting um, saga, you could say, Jack. Kieran, the origin story of the Park Erin or Nowhere saga probably dates back to 2018 when there was that Newbridge or Nowhere campaign when the Kildare footballers refused to play their game against Mayo in the qualifiers in Croke Park because they felt they had a right to play it in Newbridge because they were drawn at home. And there was a huge groundswell of support for the Kildare footballers at that time. The whole country, it felt like, got behind them and certainly the footballing public in Kildare got behind him to a stage where when the game actually occurred, Newbridge was heaving, the atmosphere was electric and Clare managed to pull off the upset win over Mayo despite the fact that they'd been relegated to Division 3 earlier that season. But I made a joke on social media the other day about how there wasn't really that groundswell of support for the Porky Rin or Nowhere campaign thus far. Maybe it will ramp up as we get closer to the Kerry game. But why do you think that is? Why do you think the Kildare footballing public were so vociferous in their support of the Newbridge or Nowhere campaign, where at the minute the Parky Rin or Nowhere campaign seems to be a very limited few members of the Cork Medias, the Cork, the Cork Media Complex, rather than a real vociferous Cork footballing support? Um, can you imagine if this was the Cork curlers who found themselves in this situation? I think they'd be on the they'd be on the streets in Cork City marching and protesting against this because it's because it's the footballers that you just don't have that ground spell of support. And it, it almost shows the apathy towards the, the Cork football team, which is quite saddening in, in some ways. Um, I remember a couple of weeks ago at the, at the Cork Down game, I tweeted a picture 
of Parky Cueve of the stand where the where the fans were, and there weren't even a thousand fans dotted across that stand. And it's no secret that the the Cork footballers are the lesser loved of the two senior inter-county teams. When the when the hurlers are going well, the reality is that the Cork footballers are forgotten about. And it almost seems that there's that there's that about this now that the Cork footballers um they just don't have the same love that the Cork that the Cork hurlers do. And we can see that in the almost lack of support for the the hashtag Parky Ring or nowhere on 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 social media. But in in one way, the fact that the footballers are making a are making a stand on this, you, you have to admire that. Like they're just kind of they're drawing a line in the sand here, and you'd hope that that the Cork fans, that the general Cork GA fans, will just row in behind them now because this could actually be a moment for the Cork Cork footballers to, to actually gain a bit of support because they're making a stand for themselves. It, it's no secret that the Cork football has struggled over the last couple of years and that this year's Division 2 league campaign in particular was, was very disappointing. Cork just surviving by the skin of their teeth and avoiding relegation back down to Division 3. There is a much love out there for the footballers, but maybe this this could help because you can't but be admired that the footballers are standing up for themselves. And I think they're dead right. I think they're dead right to, to say, no, we're not going to play in this game in Clarny. I know there's that home and away um, relationship between... Um, Munster Championship games and that Munster Council have said if the game goes ahead in Clarny, Cork will get the next two games in Parky Cueve. But we don't know what what position, um, what will happen next year or the year after. And Cork have home advantage this year. And it's called home advantage for a reason because you have the advantage of playing at home. And this Cork football team, in reality, they need every advantage they can against Kerry because Cork and Kerry are on different paths right now. We, we saw Kerry in the league final against Mayo on Sunday and they just blew Mayo out of the water. While, like I said, this is a Cork team that just survived in Division 2. So I think if it stays in Parky Ring and the game should stay in Parky Ring, you can, you can actually have a proper championship occasion and a proper atmosphere there. Like you could fill out Parky Ring if it gets to the 11,000 capacity, get a full house there. It's on a Saturday evening, get a proper atmosphere, a proper championship occasion Whereas if you went down to Killarney, um, that's a Munster semi-final on a Saturday evening, you might get 18,000, 19,000 there. Maybe, I'm, I'm guessing, maybe you'll get more, maybe you'll you'll get less. But if that game went away that last year's Munster final went, you'd have half that left in the ground um, by the end of the game. Um, so I can see the, the merits in playing this game in Parky Ring. Um, getting a full house there, giving the footballers more of a fighting chance. It's not going to say that they'll pull off a, sh- a shock win because Kerry are going so well, but it'll, it'll make almost generate more more interest in the game because nobody wants to see a repeat of what we saw in Killarney last summer when Kerry hockeyed Cork by a, a record margin in the in, in the Munster football final. That does no good to, to to either of the teams, and I actually think as well as serving the Cork team better playing at home and getting that home support behind them. They'll actually stand to Kerry as well because they'll have to travel to Cork, <laughs> go into, go into no, a no, 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 Kieran. We're not in the business here. of hoping that um, Kerry get the benefit of coming to Parky Rin on this podcast. So I'm going to just let that comment slide for now. So anything we can do to ensure that Kerry don't benefit from the trip to Parky Rin, I would be encouraging. We'll be letting out fireworks outside of their hotel the night before, if possible. Kieran, we're going to do more on this topic, hopefully later in the week and one assumption i'm going to make is that maybe keith ricken and the playing panel is fostering somewhat of a siege mentality ahead of the Kerry game because they came in for a lot of criticism during the league and shut a lot of people up including us with their final 
two fixtures. So we'll watch this space and as I said, we'll come back to the park you're in or nowhere saga later this week, hopefully with a second podcast. But we're going to cut that short now because we want to focus on last Friday night and the events at the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry. The Celtic Ross Hotel West Cork Sports Star of the Year Awards were held. Kieran, you were there. Some big names were also in attendance. We're going to hear from the overall winners in a few moments now. And you obviously spoke to Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy. So just maybe give us a flavour of the overall night and then set us up for this interview with the Olympic gold medalists. As always, the, the Celtic Ross Hotel West Cork Sports Star Awards. It's, it's the big night in West Cork sport every year. It's a celebration of, of the best in West Cork sport from, from every year. And this was the 24th annual events. So we're going into the 25th, um, 25th year of the Sports Star Awards, which is incredible longevity. But the brilliance is that this, these awards just keep getting better and better and better. You can see the standard of West Cork sport over the last number of years, the last decade or so, has risen beyond all recognition to what went before. Like we've Olympic champions winning now, we've Ireland's fastest woman, we've international soccer stars, the rise of rugby, the rise of athletics. Um, it's just an incredible wealth of talent in West Cork sport right now. And that's across all sports. And that was seen at the awards on, on Friday night. There were sports stars from six or seven different sports recognised for their, their monthly achievements. And the four awards handed out on the night. First was a team of the year, went to the Randall Oak Junior Footballers who won two county um, Junior B football titles last year. And it was great to see the Randall's lads there because they added a a real noise and colour to the night. And um, I actually presented the, or announced the Randall Oak team as the winners. And the whole team landed up on stage, Jack. It was a, it was a bit of crack that the, all the team, I said the stage wasn't big enough. The stage was creaking under the pressure at one stage, but the fair, fair dues to the Randall's lads, they, they bought into the night and they added a, a huge bit of noise to the to the proceedings. And it was a, a big night for Battle Carragher, where Randall's are from, because the youth sports star of the year went to the rising young Donny athlete Maeve O'Neill. And she was a very popular award winner too. Maeve had a huge success in 2021. It was, it was her breakthrough year. And she's continued that on so far this year with a couple of, of national junior titles. And she's hoping to get to the, the World Under-20 Championships. And we're going to hear from her quite soon. And then one of the big ones was the Hall of Fame Award. And this went to Clannacilty GA legend, Mike Hawley O'Neill. And unfortunately, Hawley couldn't be there on the night, but it was a more than able replacement. It was his daughter, Louise O'Neill, the, the renowned best-selling author. And she spoke so, so well of, of Hawley. Um, she actually read out an excerpt from a, from a match report or a match programme from, from, from years ago when Hawley was just 21. But it, it spoke of his influence as a 21-year-old on, on the clan senior footballers and it was just, um, he's just a living legend in, in Clannacilty and West Cork GA circles, what he's done for Clannacilty, but but even West Cork sport in general, like, and that's why he was recognised with his award. And then it was on to the big one, the, the crowning of the 2021 West Cork Sports Stars of the Year. But before that, guest speaker Ronnie Whelan entertained us all with a with a fireside chat with Joe McCarthy, and this was great crack. Um, some of Ronnie's tales are probably not for broadcast, but it, it was good fun. It, it was good nature. Then it went down really, really well. And then it was Ronnie who announced Olympic gold medalists Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy as the 2021 West Cork Sports Stars of the Year. And considering that they won Olympic gold and are the first ever Irish rowers to win Olympic rowing gold, probably no surprise that they 
that they won the overall sports star awards. But I was chatting to Fintan McCarthy after, and this is just a quick anecdote just to show how humble these two Skibbereen guys are. Um, up on the table, there was one award left um, at the end of the night, and that was to announce the, the overall winners. And when Fintan saw there was one award left on the table, he just presumed that himself and Paul weren't going to win the award. But we had the second trophy hidden underneath the table because we didn't want to give the game away. But doesn't it just goes to show, Jack, what, what these two guys are like, that even after all they've achieved, Olympic gold, world gold, European gold, the world's official best means crew was voted at the World Rowan Awards, they still didn't think they were going to win the, the West Cork Sports Star Awards. So I think that says a lot about the, the talent we have here in West Cork. Delighted now to be joined by the 2021 Celtic Ross Hotel West Cork Sports Stars of the Year, Fintan McCarthy and Paul O'Donovan. Coming to you first, Paul. This is the second time you've won this award. The first time was in 2016. So how does this time compare to that? Oh, all the times are equally special, Kieran. Um, I think it shows now that I'm, I'm getting old that I'm actually winning it a second time. Uh, but I'm still hanging in there. Uh, but what I will say is it's great to see the young talent that we have in West Cork and uh, I think there'll be a lot of bright stars in the future coming from here. While it's Paul's second time winning the overall award, Fintan, it's your first time. Huge congratulations. This award is in recognition of what yourself and Paul achieved in 2021. Olympic champions, European champions, also world champions. But now you're the best in West Cork too. So where, do, where does that sit? Oh, top of the list, top of the list, yeah. We always say it, you know... Um, we don't we don't get home often to and you know like Paul was saying as well it's so great to see there's so many talented athletes coming up and doing amazing things so really special to be among them tonight and just a part of it all really we mentioned inside Paul that you're also the world rowing uh, men's crew of the year which is a phenomenal athlete as well but to be recognized here at home in West Cork as as the best in the West how does that feel when you're when it's your family your friends your the people that you've grown up with that are honoring you tonight oh it's definitely the most important for us Kieran and uh, me and Finton have been training really hard the past <laughs> few weeks to make sure we get over the line and and take home this award tonight uh, that we were so keen on it you know we didn't want to leave anything to chance um, and we had to really I think with all the, the tough competition from the other competitors so uh, I think we're really really pleased with the evening Oh that extra work over the last couple of weeks certainly paid off Paul tonight like you've you've won the big award and Finton looking back now on 2021 winning that Olympic gold medal we're eight months on how do you how do you analyse that now where does that gold medal sit for you? Um, yeah you know I think it's been a while. I can't quite believe it's been eight months, but uh, I think we're just looking to the next, the next season, next few races. Now we can't rest on our laurels too much, especially in rowing. You know, it's um, everyone's always getting faster and training harder, so we'll have to do the same, I suppose. So looking to the future, Paul, you're turning 28 quite soon. So I'm going to wish you an, an early happy birthday. So what does 2022 have in store for Paul Finton and I suppose all the Irish lightweight men? Oh, I think um, there'll be a lot of racing in the summer um, and I think there'll be a lot of tough competition to get into the boat. I'm doing a lot of schoolwork at the minute, so uh, I'm a bit behind, so I have a bit of catching up to do. Um, and I think Joe Finton's going off to Italy next week. Um, he's going to do some racing there with his brother and my brother. Uh, so they're going to kick off the season with that and uh, they'll, we'll take it from there then. When it comes to the new season, like I presume the, kind of the, the slate is wiped clean again. In terms of motivation, Fintan, how do you motivate yourself after the incredible year that you had in 2021? Like, like I said earlier, you won every race there was. You were simply dominant. So 
How can you motivate yourself to go back and almost improve on what you achieved last season? Um, yeah, I don't think it's too hard, really. Like, it's not, it's not a case of, you know, training every day to win more medals and stuff. We just love, love doing it and love the sport. And I think that's something I definitely realise after winning the Olympics as well. It's not all about just going there and getting the medals. You know, it's what we do every day that that we enjoy and just you know being with our friends and doing hard training. So, yeah. Final question to Paul. You've now won this award two times. Two other Skibbereen men have won the award twice as well. Timmy Harnady, Timmy Harnady and Eugene Coakley. Who's going to, is the race to get the three now? Can you beat the boys? Can you become the most successful Skibbereen rower in the history of the West Cork Sports Star Awards? Oh, I'd say, Kieran, I think you have more chance now than me of, of winning three of these awards. So you do. Well, congratulations, lads, and best luck for the season ahead. Thanks very much. Delighted to be joined by Avril Condell of Access Credit Union, who's here to tell us a little bit about Cultivate Farm Finance. So Avril, maybe just give us a brief introduction to what Cultivate Farm Finance actually is. So Cultivate is a collaboration of 40 credit unions uh, throughout Ireland. Um, West Cork has both Access Credit Union and Bantry Credit Union. Uh, The loan itself is up to 75,000 unsecured uh, for seven years is the max term, but obviously can be uh, personalised and customised to each individual's needs. Um, it's a great facility actually for, for farmers um, because it covers cash flow, um, machinery purchases, like there's a fertiliser crisis now as we know. Um, so literally anything that is required for the farm can be covered by this loan. The, the rate is very competitive and uh, we can match the, the repayment term and the Um, repayment frequency to each individual farmer depending on their enterprise Um, and you also have the benefit of the life cover that comes with the credit union loan which I think is very important for people these days at no extra cost. And if I'm a farmer and I'm listening to you on this podcast today how can I get involved? So if you're not sure of which credit union um, you're involved with you can go to Cultivate Credit Union directly which is www.cultivate-cu.ie or you can phone 1800-839-999. And if Access is your credit union, you can contact me directly. So it's avril at accesscu.ie, or you can ring me on 085-268-2727. Kieran, a name you mentioned before we heard from Paul and Finton there is one of the most exciting talents in Irish athletics. Maeve O'Neill was the junior sports star of the year at the awards night and just for those who aren't as familiar with Maeve as they might be with the likes of Finton and Paul can you just give us a bit of background on her achievements in the last 12 months that has seen her risen to such prominence and seen her win this much coveted award and maybe as well while you're doing so give us some of the former junior sports stars of the year from down through the years so we can kind of um, see what they went on to achieve after being bestowed with this momentous award. Maeve is following in some very famous kind of West Cork uh, footsteps. Let's say the, the Youth Sports Star Award winners over the year. Go back through the years. Lily, Lily Delacour, the Bantry kickboxer, won this award when, when she was quite young. And obviously Lily went on to become a world champion kickboxer. Back in 2016, Dara McElhinney won this award. We all know what Dara from Glengariff has achieved in recent times and he was competing at the World Indoor Championships there just a couple of weeks back in Belgrade and he's gone on to, to bigger and better things. Go back even before that, Michael Cahillan from, from Bendon, um, the 
really talented hurler. David Lowney from Clannacilty, the footballer with the Clannacilty senior football team, they're two past winners as well. And in recent times, we've had the likes of Conor Ellis, um, the, the talented soccer player from, from Kilkill, win this award. We've had Laura Nicholson, another young athlete from Bandon. In 2020, it was Nicola Tuttle, another Bandon AC athlete who was uh, honoured for her achievements. She won the Irish Senior Women's title when she was just 16 years old. And that's just some of the, the Youth Sports Star Award winners over the years. So Maeve O'Neill found herself in very, very good company because a lot of these young people have gone on to achieve bigger and better things in their career ahead. And Maeve is setting her sights on bigger and better things. And considering the success that she had last year, you, you wouldn't bet against her. Um, just some of the highlights. She represented Ireland at the European Under-20 Championships in Estonia, where she raced in the 800 metres and in the 4 by 400 metre relay team that got to the final. She's had a new 800 metre PB at a race in, in Paris last year. She broke a 34-year-old 800 metre schools record held by the legendary Sonia O'Sullivan. So if you want to mark her, I suppose, to, to, to see how talented Maeve O'Neill is, she broke a Sonia O'Sullivan schools record. Like That, that says a hell of a lot about, about the young Don um, AC athlete. She also won national junior titles last year. Um, and even this year, she's continued on that rich vein of form. She had a couple of great wins in the, the, the National Junior Indoor Championships, as well as the National Indoor Juvenile Championships just in February and March. So she started this year in great form too. And she's she's looking onwards and upwards. But like you'll hear from Maeve now, a big thing for her is that she can see the likes of Phil Healy and Dara McElhinney, two West Cork athletes from West Cork who've gone on to compete with the best in the world. And there are two trailblazers that she's trying to emulate. But the fact that the likes of Phil and Dara joined the dots from West Cork to events like the Olympics and the World Indoor Championships, that's inspiring the younger generation of West Cork athletes, including Maeve O'Neill. Congratulations. What does it feel like, the junior sports star? Uh, it feels amazing. Um, I know there's so much young talent in West Cork, so I'm really grateful to receive the award tonight. When you look back at some of the youth sports stars who won this over the years, Dara McElhinney went on to achieve what he's doing, Lily Delacour, um, there's been soccer players. Like, you're following an illustrious list of young people, so I must be kind of proud of a few too to kind of to win this award and be recognised here at home in West Cork. Yeah, amazing. Uh, I think athletics is so strong in West Cork and Dara and Phil would be two people who I really look up to and even them like challenging on world levels is really inspiring to me to see that it can be done. Is it actually important that you have Dara and Phil and I suppose you've had Joan Healy as well and Shane Howard and these people winning national titles and the likes of Phil going off to Olympics to show that yeah, someone from West Cork can go to that level. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, we need people like that and hopefully one day I can be someone like that who inspires others. What's the plan for the season ahead? But even though you've had a great start so far? Yeah, um, the outdoor season, I'm trying to get the qualifying time for the World of the 20s in Colombia. So 2-5, um, I'll have I'll have a lot of races to try and get it. So I'm optimistic. So, so that's the plan at the moment. Like you're chasing a 2-5, which would be a PB as well, wouldn't it? Yes, it would be a PB. Um, I'm 2-6 at the moment, so... Oh, close. Yeah, not too far yeah. to go. But you must be pretty happy with your form so far. Like in the last couple of weeks, I've seen those, those, those national titles. And they were... I know it's a good confidence booster, but were you happy with your races too? Yeah, um, I'm definitely happy with the indoor races because usually indoors, I'm not extremely strong. I usually come really strong in the outdoor season. So I think it was important to take the national junior title 
and I was pretty happy with the time as a starting place for this year. Because with indoors, obviously, it's a shorter lap, isn't it? So it's, it's totally different. So would you prefer outdoors to indoors? Definitely prefer outdoors, you know. Two laps out of four is a lot more appetising, definitely. Um, so I can't wait to get out of the outdoor track. And to win this award, though, is it almost like a, a confidence booster too, to know, like I was saying earlier, that you have been recognised here at home in West Cork, which is phenomenally strong for sport. We've seen here tonight, like, there's Olympic champions winning winning awards, like, and you've been honoured in their company. So for you, thinking, like, just kind of a, just a, a, a nice boost. Yeah, it's a lovely boost to my season now. Um, I suppose I'm going to go on, remembering what I did last year, but trying to do better this year and keep progressing. Quick word on, on, on Randall's. Randall always taking over. It's all about Ben Carrig, isn't it? Yeah, sure. Look, there's a great community spirit and the team works so hard. Like even I'd be running around outside the local pitch. We have a gravel track. So I'd be running around that. They'd be training inside it. And it's just a lovely spirit that we have below there. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. I think the fact that our next interview is with an olympic bronze medalist who actually didn't win the overall prize just shows the strength of these awards because you would imagine in almost any awards category in any county in ireland if you won an olympic bronze medalist if you wanted to bring olympic bronze medal even you would likely be crowned a sports star of the year in your region but emily hegarty didn't win the overall award but she did as i said come home from the tokyo olympics with an Olympic bronze medalist. She, Kieran, is another of the athletes you spoke to on Friday night. How is Emily and what does this year hold in store for her? It was great to see the roars and all I suppose all, all the all the local sports people turn out at the West Cox Sports Star Awards. It was great to see them support the awards as well. Like I said, 24 years going, getting bigger and better. And that's thanks to the to the feats and achievements of the West Cork athletes like Emily Hegarty. And when I was um, announcing Emily into the room, I called her an inspiration and a trailblazer because that's exactly what she is. She's the, the first West Cork woman to ever win an Olympic medal. And that's that's her place in history and the annals of, of, of legends secured forever. But what she did when she won that Olympic bronze medal with the Irish Women's Four in Tokyo last year, that she, she showed it's possible for, for young girls and women in, in West Cork, young roars especially that they can that they can win the big medals. So it was great to catch up with Emily and no rest for for our, our skibbering roars. They're they're busy um ahead of the start of the international season. Some of them are heading out on on, on camp actually this week. The Pura Luca regatta in Italy is quite soon and then it's right into the into the international season where they'll have the European and the World Championships. So as you'll hear from Emily now, as delighted as she was with the success of 2021 she's kicking on as well in 2022 delighted now to be joined at the celtic ross west cox sports star awards by olympic bronze medalist emily hegarty welcome to the awards emily thank you and thank you for having me what do these awards mean to you being recognized by people in your home community i definitely think like it means so much more than any of the other awards that could be offered because you know it's all the people supporting it and all the people backing it are all people you know who've been supporting us since day one and since we've started in the sport so that's definitely really special so we're eight months on now from your adventures in Tokyo and winning that historic bronze medal with the Irish women's four um what what are your thoughts on looking back in it yeah no definitely it feels like a bit of a dream at this stage like did it actually happen because we were back to reality fairly quickly but no it's definitely kind of brought a bit of momentum and there's a really great group of girls training at the NRC now so I definitely think it's exciting now for the next few years to see how the team grows and hopefully there'll be a few more to come. 
the fact now we have Ireland's first ever women's um, Olympic rowing medal, like we said there, it's going to raise standards. Have you seen that since you've been back in the National Rowing Centre that probably even the competition to get in the boat now is even more intense than it was before? Yeah, like there was always that competition there and that's the reason why the boat was so fast at the end of the day was everyone gunning for a seat in it. So no, I definitely think hopefully like the team will be bigger going forward and I definitely think, yeah, like people know what's possible now and it's definitely a lot more re- closer to home than it would have been. So I definitely think that's kind of what people are aiming for now, definitely. That was such an important moment for Irish women's rowing to win that first Olympic medal. Is the hope now that Irish rowing can build a net and more and more women's crews can come through in the years ahead? Yeah, I think so. And I think you see it already with like those really great results through the junior and under 23 ranks as well. So I definitely think it's on the up and it's ex- it'll be an exciting few years, I think, for the sport. We're not too far away from the start of the 2022 international season. What's the plan for the weeks and months ahead? Yeah, I guess it's just keep the training going, keep the head down. There'll be a few different trials and boats to be selected. So I guess right now we don't know exactly how to look, bar we know where we'll be competing, but what boat we'll be in is still all to play for. And even though the Olympics were last year, the next Olympics are just around the corner in Paris 2024, just two years away. Is that the big goal, the big game right now? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, we'll take it year by year. But in the back of all of our minds, I think Paris is definitely, definitely uh, the aim. No doubt you'll be back here again before that, Emily. Thanks. Enjoy your night. Thank you. Kieran, a word often associated with our next interviewee is sensation. The road bowling sensation, Hannah Sexton, who was nominated for the overall prize on Friday evening as well. So just again, for listeners who might not be as familiar with Hannah's story as they are with the likes of Emily, Paul and Finton. Give us some background on Hannah and her in, um, you know, incredible achievements over the last number of years. When it comes to road bowling, Hannah Sexton is phenomenal. She's just simply dominant. She finished her underage career with, as I've been told um, a few times, with the most impressive array and the biggest collection of medals that road bowling has ever seen. Um, there was back-to-back under-18 All-Irelands, back-to-back um, under-16 All-Irelands, I think seven or eight or nine Munster titles. Her collection is absolutely phenomenal. And she also won the Munster Intermediate title last year, and she's competing up in the senior ranks for the first time this year. And she's still a teenager. Like It's an incredible success story that, that Hannah has. But she's also a terrific ambassador um, for, for road bowling. She's just, um, she just, on the road, she's incredibly dominant. And she's also going to the European Road Championships in Germany in May as well. And as you'll hear from her now, she's looking forward to testing herself against the best that Europe can offer. We're joined now by road bowling sensation, Hannah Sexton. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Karen. How are things? How are you? You're, you're here. You're, your first monthly award last year, your first senior monthly award, because that was a recognition of what you achieved at your underage level. And you finished your underage career with the most remarkable um, bowling statistics I've ever seen. How do you reflect now on your underage bowling career? It's just kind of, I don't, I don't really think about it too often, but when you kind of sit back and when it's said to you, you're like, geez, um, how, did you, how did I manage to pull all that off over the years? It's just, it's unbelievable. And when people say, like, I do realise, I'm like, geez, well, I must have done something right along the way, but I just, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the whole thing. Like I said, you signed off in style last year with your second All-Ireland Under-18 title and that made it back-to-back All-Ireland Under-18 titles after back-to-back Under-16 All-Ireland titles and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. Looking back over the years, your underage success, which one was the sweetest? 
I think it was um, my second under 16 All Ireland. We went, we travelled up. It was my first time up in Armagh, and I don't know what happened. I don't know why, but it's just my standout um, All Ireland. I think it was the chance to get up to Armagh, and like it's just so much more competitive when you're travelling and you're away from home, and you're you're really representing Cork. Like you're, it's the stakes are so high because you have everyone wants to win up there so um, getting my first win up there under my belt um, and she was I'm sure she was nearly two years older than me at that stage or a year older and I was just like that's my standout underage um, final anyway and you've left the underage ranks behind you and you've gone up through intermediate and you're up into senior this year your first year at the senior ranks what's the the goal and expectation I don't know to be honest um, we have the Europeans in May then the May now, um, we're over in Germany, so that's the goal at the moment. That's the focus, just training for that, practicing, and just kind of see how far, see what I'm up against for the next few years. Like, I know it's going to take me a while to get up to the senior ranks, and I have first round championship now next week. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm more focused on to see where I am and what I have to work on at the moment. Just on the European Road Bowling Championships, there, like you said, they're, they're on in May. How exciting is it to be part of the bowl coming team travelling out to Germany? Oh, it's unbelievable. It's actually, it's, we're training now at the moment. We're in the gym twice a week and we have training then on Sunday mornings. And you can already see like all the girls, like we're all coming together and there's already a bond with the whole team. And it's just, it's so exciting to be going over and representing like, like, win loser whatever but just to be representing everyone back at home it's it's really something unbelievable i think like it's brilliant for road bowling to have that international outlet you know you're going taking on the best in germany taking on the italians and, and so on um even taking, taking of the dutch moors like just to yeah. be taking on the best in the other countries like that must be a very proud moment for you as well it is like the, lure, the moors and the lofting they we wouldn't be the strongest at them um over there but just to give it a just to see what everyone else is doing like i know our folk my focus is the road and um but it's it's something different like i know like the ga now they wouldn't have international tournaments like us um the bowling give us so many opportunities to travel to bowl against all different types of like even the skill the different ways the different styles of bowling we get to see it all over the world really and it's just it's something different it's unbelievable just you mentioned the, the ga there and the touch that before i let you go uh, you tore your acl in action for the cork intermediate camogie team last year but you still went on to achieve so much in road bowling how is the injury now? Are you back 100% fully fit? Not yet. Had the physio yesterday, so um, I'd say about a month and a half, I'd say left, a month or two months. And um, the plan this year is just Carberry and Club Camogie. That's my focus and getting myself match fit again. But back on to try and get my name back onto a Cork team again then, as soon as possible. No doubt you'll do that. <laughs> enjoy, Hannah. Enjoy, enjoy the night, Hannah. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. Number one for sport in West Cork. Brilliant stuff then, Kieran, from all the interviewees at the West Cork Sports Star Awards last Friday night. We'll have full coverage and reaction from the awards in Thursday's Southern Star. There's also going to be a highlights video going out on our social media and website in the coming days. So keep an eye out for that. But Kieran. What else can readers expect in this Thursday's Southern Star Sports section? Because I know it's going to be jam-packed. 
Yeah, there's a hell of a lot going on. We have a 24-page sports section, and it's creaking. It's so packed. And obviously, the Westcock Sports Star Awards, we have a big special on that. But some of the other sports stories from the past week that our, our readers will, will want to tuck into on Thursday. Sacred Heart Secondary School, Clannock Kilty, won an All-Ireland Schools title last Friday. Brilliant win for Sacred Heart. So we have a full-page report, reaction, and pictures from that. The Skibbereen women's rugby team, we had three of the players on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, they cannot stop winning trophies, Jack. They won the, the, the Women's Munster Divisional Cup um, on Sunday up in Carcon. They beat Tipperary by five points. So that's two trophies in a week for the Skibbereen women's team because they won the Division Two League title the Sunday beforehand. And on Good Friday, they won the, the Division Two Cup final. So they're on the brink of a terrific treble. Like, that's a, a brilliant sports story. Like, for the Skibbereen women's rugby team and their first full season to have two trophies in the bag and the potential to win another one, absolutely brilliant. So huge congrats to them. And huge congrats, too, to Bendon Grammar School. They won the All-Ireland School Senior Hockey Championship title last week. Um, first time in 17 years that they won this. So we have a report and reaction from that. And we also have an excerpt from Joe McCarthy's new book, Cork LGFA, the game of my life. And it's a really good local story. It's the story of Melissa Duggan when she won a, a county junior title with Donnie's a couple of years ago. So that's a great one for, for Southern Star readers to check out on Thursday. And it also gives you a taste of Joe McCarthy's new book, which will be launched on Tuesday, April 12th in the Celtic Ross Hotel. Huge weekend of local soccer coming up. There's a Beamish Cup um, semi-final doubleheader in Skibbereen. So we have a look ahead to that. We also have... Action from the Carberry Under-21 Hurling Championships that threw in last, last weekend. Um, the Mid-Cork Under-21C football final was held. We have an interview with Ivalieri captain Brian Cronin on their tremendous um, 2021 and how they're looking to build it in 2022. Also, two-page spread on the Cork Hurlers last, uh, last to um, Waterford in the Division 1 Hurling final. A disappointing performance, a dis- disappointing result for Cork. And we have Tom Lyons taking it as well as a match report and Kieran Kingston's reaction. And also, last but definitely not least, is Harley O'Sullivan gives his take on the park earring um, or nowhere debate and tells us what he thinks should happen to this game. So as you can see from that, Jack, there's a lot in this Thursday Southern Star. Yeah, and if you can't make it to the shops or if you're not in West Cork for any reason, this Thursday you can subscribe online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and subscribe to the Southern Star on your computer, tablet or smartphone for less than €2 Euro per week. As I said at the top, we're going to try to do more on the Park Erin or Nowhere saga later in the week. But for now, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoy these shows, Please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlin.